I want you guys to be the first to know this. I'm guessing, knowing you guys, you have never, neither of you has used 23andMe. <laughs> no, that is, yeah. that is correct. No, I know. You don't want to let the Alexa know where you're from so that it can track wanna, you down and kill you. I don't want to ruin the surprise. <laughs> you think you're going to you find out I, the end or when something? When I go or? into the light, when I go into the light, I want to be surprised at who greets me. No. <laughs> I happened to log in yesterday. I've, I I did this like a I don't know, maybe a year ago, um, and I've you know looked at various stuff at the time. But they constantly update their like your ancestry information because they get more and more samples and they can like narrow stuff down better. So now it will actually tell you for some places, especially like Western Europe, where clearly they have a lot of data. It will tell tell you actually like where they think you're from. And I just want to point out to you that in the British Isles, which is only like sixteen percent of me, the second place. <laughs> That it says that I am from, or that I have ancestors, you know, who who lived in 200 years ago, was Glasgow. Oh, my God. So I just want to throw that out there. Uh, so what, what you're saying is we're related? That's right. That's right. Cousin James. As was foretold in prophecy. <laughs> you're not the only Glaswegian on this podcast. Well, I mean, technically you are, but you know. It, now you coming together will be your undoing. So, yeah, we... Are we going to spend four hours talking about the trailer? Sorry, spoiler, spoiler alert for those who... <laughs> if you hadn't <laughs> said spoiler alert, said that nobody before, would have known. If TJ's, if TJ's listening, he's going to be mad again. <laughs> I, You know, if you, didn't even, if you hadn't just said spoiler alert, you could have just like swung with it being an old school reference. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Welcome to trailer time. We're not... <laughs> gonna spend 45 minutes on the trailer because people will get very angry maybe we spend yeah. five minutes at the end and we'll give you like a spoiler warning <laughs> but you know this is a show where we talk about technology <laughs> well is it yeah i don't know i'm starting to think i'm starting to think there is going to be some you know some new iphone in the in the first quarter or towards the end of the first quarter the the se2 am i am i wrong am i wrong for for uh, for holding out hope um, well, you're holding out hope that it's small, which is going to not happen. That is wrong. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter everything else. Well, it's going to be, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be eight-sized. Yeah, so you can get a cheaper iPhone, I guess, that has decent internals. That sounds like what you're yeah. what you're looking at. Well, yeah, but also, like, basically, but it would still be smaller than any of the current. I hope they make it bigger than the 8 Plus, just to mess with you. <laughs> that sounds like something they would do that's just... it's a max that's certainly yeah, true it's a max max yeah max anyway maxes. we'll see well it, it, as we record this it is uh tuesday the 22nd of october at just after noon the the possi- <laughs> right before they start announcing well things. that's the thing is like there's still some idea that there might be an october event my guess right. would be if you don't hear about it by the end of the day that is unlikely and really that would be like within the next hour (laughs) as we record this yeah so we might announce that news live on the air who knows otherwise it's not saying that they won't put out you know like a new product just that there won't be an event probably an event yeah well the the but the airpod pros are rumored Yes, those and month. the MacBook 16-inch, which and there's the been so some... It seems like there's enough there for an event. It sounds like they're trying to make a pro event by tacking the word pro onto every single product <laughs> they have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Possible. Yeah. 
I'm looking forward to the HomePod Pro. Um, <laughs> Finally, does everything the HomePod can't, which is the iPod, the iPod Socks Pro. Uh, yeah, the um, what have I got here? Uh, nope, everything else already has Pro on it. Well, it's been real. Apple Watch <laughs> Pro, it. Apple Watch Pro, Apple Watch Pro. Mm. I thought that was the addition. Mm, that's fair. No, I I make Pro Pro. It's double Pro. <laughs> the Mac Pro Pro it costs twice as much as well. Yeah, the Pro Mac Pro Mac. Pro MacBook Pro Pro? <laughs> it seems like, I don't know, it seems like there's enough there if um, you believe rumors, uh, which, you know, I don't. I'm sure Tim and Phil are out there sitting there like, should we have an event? And they're listening and they go, yeah, why not? The guys yeah. in the rebound said it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. That's how it works. I'm so sure. Especially when we don't release it for two days until two days after they make a decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we pipe yeah. this directly into their offices at Apple Park. That's how this works. Like, it's very limited stream. Crazy Apple rumors approved. It also seems like they'd want to remind... It seems like they'd want to remind people that TV Plus is launching. That's not really pro. No, it's not pro. But what I'm, but I mean, just like trying it's, to keep... It's plus, John. Things. Not pro. Keep it it's straight. Pl- yeah. <laughs> plus is consumer branding. Pro is pro brand. Mm, plus pro. The mm. plus pro event. It's the plus pro-iest. Yeah, I don't know. Don't you think they'd want to do that? Like, get back in front of people's eyeballs and say, "Hey, we also have this um, thing, guess, that's but, uh, the thing that's launching in a couple." They of literally weeks. own a television company. Yeah, I think I think James is right about that. Like, they literally own a platform that will barrage you with ads for this the second it launches. Yes, <laughs> I don't think they need to hold an event to remind you of that. It will be blanketed everywhere. I. I, I suppose imagine, that's true. I imagine, yeah, and there's there all the stuff has already premiered um, or started to this both C and um for all mankind i think I think yeah because i saw yeah Premier C definitely shots. did i know that but yeah uh for all mankind did as well i believe and possibly i think dickinson might have as well um yeah. in the last week it's just occurred to me that the the whole point of the ar glasses is so that they can beam trailers for apple tv plus directly into your rings <laughs> i mean why not beam the show as, lo- as long as you're at it well yeah it, i mean you have to pay more but yes, you got to put a coin link to accept the terms and conditions. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's a coin slot on them. Uh, that, those AR glasses rumors are interesting, though, because everybody keeps like the rumors keep like being about how it's going to show up sooner than we expect it. And at this point, I'm expecting it very, very soon. So I'm hoping that means they show up tomorrow. Yeah. And the rumor was like third party um, devices and an Apple device or something. Yeah. Uh, I, which is, I just can't see. I don't know what this product is yet. I don't. Um, I don't think anybody does. <laughs> You're in good company. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they're launching it tomorrow, I hope Tim Cook does. <laughs> he may not. I'm not sure they knew what the watch was when they announced it. But. I think that's the thing. Is like people are like, ah, oh, there's no killer app, and I was like, yeah, that was true about the watch as well, which several people have pointed out. And eventually, I think this is kind of an interesting and different new strategy for Apple, where it's like. Let's create a device that does a bunch of things. Let's see yeah. how people use it. And then let's refine the device along those lines, which is yeah. a risky move in a lot of cases. But when you're Apple and you have the ability to just sort of, you know, spin up a, a, a development line and do that without worrying too much about betting the company on it, uh, it, seems like, yeah. it, it seems like it's paid off for the Apple Watch. Maybe that's the exception to the rule, but... I'm not so sure. I, I don't get a great sense of whether or not it was just like, okay, we're going to jam a bunch of features into this and see what sticks. Or if it was that they knew that they wanted to do mostly health stuff, but they didn't have all of the 
platform stuff available to them and and ready to go when they were launching the watch so they didn't feel like they could lead with that well at the time and some of it required buy-in from you know not just third-party developers but also like you know they're they're sort of health play into like electronic medical records and that kind of stuff which is still spinning out um you know i think that they needed to provide a convincing argument for the product itself before there was buy-in essentially and i think that's it's kind of a chicken and egg problem right like yeah we could put this product out there and we need people to develop for it in order for it to be a hit but in order for people to want to develop for it, it needs to be a hit. Yeah. Well, I'll develop for it. I mean, James. <laughs> All right, James, you got a chance to make the killer app there. Peak calc for your eyeballs. Yeah. I'll, 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 don't don't tell me. I will do it. I mean, I know um, you will, anyways. I'm not worried. It rolls about it. it rolls dice based on my EKG. <laughs> yes. Um, just everywhere you look, you see dice, and you can't <laughs> not, never see dice. Why? <laughs> Uh, dice I, world james thompson's dice world i think i think that there is a lot of potential for the ar glasses there's a lot of there's a lot of um foundation laid there with all the ar stuff they've been doing i think personally the killer app is for me based on like kind of stuff they're getting do now, away from reality yeah it's really escape. no it's augmenting your reality john it's like your reality but better okay <laughs> it could stand some improving I still want the AR ad blocker that blocks ads in real life. Someone so will make it. I look. If this is a device, someone will come up with that, I am sure. <laughs> um, I, think, I think currently, based on what they've got, I think mapping and sort of travel are very strong possible like killer apps for this. Because the idea that you could you know, go to a city you don't know, get directions that are presented you know, on like a, a display in front of your eyes so you don't have to constantly look down at your phone... Uh, and possibly get like AR data about places where you are. Like, ah, here I am. I'm looking at this old, you know, cathedral, and it's telling me, like, you know, oh, look at this thing right here, and this is significant because of this or whatever. Like, I feel like that's kind of the direction where they're going, but they have a lot of challenges for a making sure it works well, b making sure you don't have a Google Glass problem, um, right. and c it's Apple. They want it to look at least pretty reasonable right like the watch the apple watch no one's going to mistake for a normal wristwatch but it's also not so obtrusive that it's like totally yeah. hideous it's, they are, it's they its own are thing. a company though they are a company though that prides itself on designing things that you can recognize them yep uh so that'll be an interesting thing to see how that pans out whether or not they they go in that direction or they go in the opposite direction where it's like no we want to make this seem as unobtrusive as possible so you don't get punched in the face well no i think i think they're going to be bright white to match your airpods (laughs) and well plus there's a i mean you could argue there's a lesson for them to take away from the stuff they've most recently done with the apple watch in terms of the customization and mixing and matching things where i have to imagine Mm -hmm. there will be options because again for all this outward facing stuff that's very fashion conscious they want you to at least feel like it's not they're not going to do the like the snap spectacles thing where it's like here's one pair and it's kind of ugly yeah you know they're gonna probably have at least some options but i'm guessing it launched not as many as people will want it could be that that's where the other third party companies come in Mm, true they might have partnered with some i don't know ray-ban or somebody like Whoever, whoever the fashion equivalent of uh, the Hermes stuff is, um, but I, I just don't know if this is something that you're in t- it's intended that you wear outside. Like, 
24 7 or yeah. so, so i hope it's not <laughs> i mean john no one is making you wear it probably probably not <laughs> yeah. you nobody's don't know gonna, me <laughs> nobody's gonna make you you don't know my life dan the pressures i'm under except for the electrical shock that it will deliver if you try to take them off right <laughs> yeah well i i mean i have a hard time imagining it's something that you use only in the home that seems very unapple like I, I would think they want to integrate it more broadly with your life and what you would be doing because it's not like if it was going to be just using the home then you might as well design a virtual reality thing that's got like a whole immersive you know angle to it but i feel like they like stuff that you can go out into the real world and they can show you real world applications of it so yeah i don't like know. those like those people who bring their imax to the coffee shop Yeah, those people those i mean <laughs> they're they're living life to the fullest uh <laughs> if you can't if you're not dragging your mac pro and pro display xdr into your local starbucks what are you even doing are you even a pro what are you even doing with it <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. are you even a pro plus dude bro <laughs> You're just trying to make show t- titles, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> Episode titles. Uh. <laughs> so, um, let me tell you the story of how I bought a £700 4K television to reproduce... That's a very heavy television. <laughs> <laughs> to reproduce a bug with PCalc on the Mac not launching. <laughs> okay, I think please you did do. something wrong. <laughs> so... Um, this comes down to AirPlay 2, and uh, I was getting weird reports of PCalc not launching, and there was a sort of group huddle with a, a bunch of developers, and it turns out that the reason that it's not, a number of apps were not launching, is because if you use AirPlay 2 streaming to stream any media to uh, an AirPlay 2 receiver, uh, effectively, it creates a second ethernet port virtual ethernet port on the device and all of the app store receipt verification keys off the hardware ethernet id so what would happen is if you were streaming all the people who use the same kind of code to get the ethernet id of the machine uh it completely fails and so your app never launches and there's been a spate of updates over the last week from apps who have worked out that this is what is going on but and that isn't strictly speaking why I built the television, although it, <laughs> it, it does mean that I'm hopeful that I can write the whole thing off against tax. Sure. Uh, but no, my parents' TV died. Uh, or it didn't die. It stopped getting softer up. <laughs> it was murder. <laughs> well, it, the electronic program guide stopped working because of changes to the, the EPG data. And the thing was never, never met the spec in the first place properly. So they weren't getting updates and they were unhappy. And I said, oh, there's an easy way to fix this. You can have my television and I will use that excuse to buy a new TV. And as many of you will remember, uh, televisions are like my Mac Mini. Things don't go according <laughs> to plan. Mm, mm. <laughs> and uh, so I, I, got, I got this TV at the weekend. And I previously had bought a 4K TV about three years ago and then returned it because it just didn't work properly. Um, and there was a whole load of problems with terms and conditions and smart tv stuff and giving up all your rights and anyway so i bought a cheap set at the time and that's the one that went to my parents and i bought this new tv and not an oled because apparently they now start at 55 inches because 
who knows but it's i'm the, trying to it's, it's like big why phones. would you buy anything smaller well i'm trying to fit this into a tv cabinet that was made for crt televisions 20 years ago and i, I got a 49 inch tv with four millimeters clearance down the side so i was quite impressed um but for a start to do any airplay 2 stuff you have to agree to terrible terms and conditions that involve allowing them to ship all your personal data outside the EU and do anything they like with it, uh, including viewing habits and, and, uh-huh. and all of that. Um, so I have agreed to them for now, and I will probably unplug the thing from the internet shortly. Yeah. Um, and there's some weird stuff, like the AirPlay 2 support on it. Um, it looks and feels like tvOS. Whenever you go into it, like in the setup screens and stuff, it's exactly the style of tvOS. The app is r- written by Apple. I'm assuming it's not tvOS, and they've just written some layer that looks like it. But it's really jarring to to click a button and go from the the LG UI, which like every other consumer electronics UI is awful, um, into this thing that looks like tvOS but isn't tvOS. And even so, wait does it does it have multiple apps inside of it, or is it just essentially like the TV? App? No, it's got multiple apps. It's like the whenever you like initiate an AirPlay two thing, like so, I start streaming from my Mac. This app launches and brings up a sort of TVOS style configuration UI, and then it seems like that's a standalone thing running on the TV. And but if I go into like Netflix or anything else, it's obviously it's their apps, but. There seems to be multiple platforms running on this TV, and I don't know what they're doing. It's, it sounds kind of like they. It sounds kind of like CarPlay almost. Like, but but there's on and but there's no air on a TV. No, I don't think so because I don't think this is coming from the. I'm assuming it's not. Maybe it's coming from the. No, it can't be because I used the UI before I'd connected any device when I was initially switching it on. So this is built into the TV in some way, but. Either not using any of LG stuff, or they've written their own like mini uh, TVOS that can sit on top of other things. It's weird. Yeah, I got all that stuff going, uh, and I, I debugged my problem, and I launched new versions of my apps today to to fix it. Uh, and then I started trying to get other stuff working, like the PlayStation and the Apple TV, and they weren't working, which was great because uh, I was fearing that I was going to have to return this thing again. Uh, which, you know, now I've resolved the bug, wouldn't be the worst decision. Uh, <laughs> although I gave the old TV well, you're to missing my the point. You're missing the long-term point of this, right? Yeah. You're getting a um, new TV. Yes. Uh, but the apparently uh, all HDMI cables are not created equal. And while the cables I had mm, that is true. were 4K whatever, whatever cables, they are not 4K Dolby Vision cables, which cost four times as much you got to make sure you get gold-plated ones yeah too. right <laughs> otherwise it's just not the quality's not well good. like i ended up uh, the only place that i could find that was selling cables that i could guarantee would work was the apple store unsurprisingly <laughs> and nice cables sure, james yeah. if something like, were to happen to yeah, them yeah <laughs> so i got these 30 quid a uh, 30 quid belkin cable that was guaranteed to work with everything and indeed it did actually work properly 
Um, I think you mispronounced that. It's actually 30 pound bilking yes. cable. <laughs> and there's the episode title again. It's hey almost like Lex is here. Uh, no, he's in North Korea, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He has joined forces with the with the regime. Uh, uh, Kim Jong-un is getting really into podcasting. Yes. And puns. And puns. Yes, he'd heard the greatest pun uh, practitioner in the world mm-hmm. was visiting. So uh, yeah, That would be Kim Jong-pun? <laughs> oh, God. Man. Thank you, everybody. Good night. <laughs> yeah, good, good night, indeed. I was going to say it was like you know when, the, uh, when he was uh, his father was kidnapping uh, film directors to have him create films uh, in North Korea. Lex is creating puns. That's right. That's right. They need to make their own, and they need to be better than everybody else's in the world. Yes. Uh, anyway, yeah. So this is all like some pyramid scheme to sell cables basically <laughs> you're, you're finally catching on that's where they James. make all the profit the tv they don't even make it on the tvs or, or the streaming services it's just all in cables it's like razors and blades man mm-hmm. yeah i didn't even consider that though that there are so if you don't have the right cable like a 4k cable you're not going to get 4k from your like it might work but you're not going to get 4k from your 4k device to your 4k tv but there's 4K and there's 4K HDR and there's 4K HDR oh, with Dolby Vision. And that's the one which, like on the PlayStation, what happens is the PlayStation 4 negotiates the connection and says, yep, everything is fine. And then the picture breaks up in occasional <laughs> ways, which is great. Um, and with the Apple TV, it didn't enable the Dolby Vision. And it said, do you want to try Dolby Vision? And I said, sure. And I pressed the button and it said, nope. Uh, so <laughs> you can't denied. Yeah. Nice uh, try. So once I'd replaced both cables, the the Apple TV was happy to to do it to enable all the all the special features. But the PlayStation just stopped glitching out. So clearly, Apple has better detection of bad cables. But it, it's like there's 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 the HDMI 1.1, 2.0, 2.0A, and 2.1. And the 2.1 stuff is what you need. And I think it's it's all to do with the speed rating of the cable. So it's a bit like, you know, Cat 5, Cat 6 cables, something like that. But yeah, if the cable costs less than 30 quid, it's probably not the cable it's you probably want. probably garbage. I went into one shop who was trying to sell a two-meter cable uh, that met all these specs for £100. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the cable market is alive <laughs> and well. Yep. Man, that is the, yeah, that is the classic upcharge place. I always remember that being a thing with audio cables. People would be like, oh, you got to yeah. buy the, you got to buy the fancy ones. And right. then you'd be like. But in this case, you do actually have to buy the fancy <laughs> well, ones. You don't have to pay a hundred pounds though. <laughs> no, I, I did buy my, so my first cable was 30 quid and the second cable, I thought, oh, let's chance it. And I bought a 15 pound one off Amazon of no no brand Chinese origin, and it did also work. But all the yeah. existing cables I had, including ones that I bought in the past year or so that were supposed to be 4K HDR, didn't work at all. That's a public service announcement for you. Yep. Mm. I am announcing that I'm getting into the cable business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, when we're speaking of public service announcements. I feel like I-, I should maybe take a moment here to talk to you about another thing that's important, uh, which is your photos. And your old videos and old movies, old audio tapes, all of that stuff that is taking up room uh, in your attic, or let's let's face it, in your parents' attic. Uh, and you know, the question is, what are you going to do with all those things? Because you know, you probably don't have a cassette player or a v- VCR or 
uh, eight millimeter film reel lying around anymore. I ran into a very similar problem to this. And fortunately, uh, I was able to take advantage of our good friends at Legacy Box. Uh, so I sent in a few packages of uh, film uh, or, you know, uh, uh, prints that I had taken uh, when I did a cross country trip back when I was 17, uh, as well as some stuff I rescued from my parents' attic, including an old 8mm film reel um, and uh, some VHS tapes. Uh, those VHS tapes are particularly annoying because I really don't know anybody who has a VCR anymore. And now I think my understanding is in Catalina, it's actually harder to get some of the old legacy software that you needed uh, to digitize stuff to run because most of it is 32-bit. So, even better opportunity to take advantage of something like Legacy Box, which will make it easy. Uh, I was psyched to get uh, access to all those photos that were just sitting in a shoebox and and uh, film reels that I'd never seen before, including like my first birthday party, which had like my grandparents on it and stuff. My parents were pretty excited to get my terrible, terrible school play uh, from when I was in sixth grade, uh, which I had hoped had burned somewhere <laughs> but sadly had not um and you know the best part of it was that it's it's media that we now have available instead of just taking up you know dusty storage space somewhere and the whole process super easy uh you just send in your legacy box you fill it with old home movies and pictures and they do the rest it's a really super intuitive process that has just they give you easy follow instructions they give you barcodes that you put on each of them so everything gets like tracked through every step of the way and you get personalized updates you can always be assured that your media is safe and sound uh and you can know right where it is at any moment it is no wonder that legacy box is the world's largest most trusted digitizer of home movies and photos frankly there has never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories so go over to legacybox.com today to get started plus for a limited time, they're offering you, our lovely listeners, an exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Rebound to get 40% off your first order. That's LegacyBox.com slash Rebound and save 40% today. Get started preserving your past. And our thanks to our friends at Legacy Box for supporting the Rebound. I wish I could digitally preserve my memories. <laughs> Isn't it freaky every time Apple Photos pops up a you have a new memory? Like... You ever get you guys ever get that prompt? Yes. Yeah. 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 I think it's hilarious. I started trying to write a sci-fi story based on it at one point because it would be crazy if you just like new memories just start popping in your head. Um, I thought that would be pretty cool, actually. But yeah, it's super weird when they do. It's also strange. Like I understand the sort of like we're going to be smart about surfacing things, and it's nice. But it's sometimes a little weird. Like the other day, uh, last Friday, it was my cousin's birthday, uh, and I got a thing that popped up. It's like you know. Tim and it gave dates like you know oh 1997 through 2016 or something like that and I was like first of all he's not dead <laughs> which is what that kind of makes it feel like yeah really uh second of all like I get that yeah all right it's his birthday and maybe I want to like relive the good times but it's a little weird to go flip through <laughs> pictures oh it's your birthday I'm going to stare at all my pictures of you from the last 20 years <laughs> I've been stalking you I've been stalking you, you yeah. who are related you to me. You who are a relative of mine. And it's when you get these memories for a person you don't even know. It's like, it's quite... And that's really weird. It's disturbing. It's really weird. I had a another photo-related thing, actually, that came up this week, and I, I was um, complaining to Lex about it uh, because he is a big proponent of Google Photos. And I was trying to do something with Google Photos, and it did not work, and it was a real pain. And so I was kind of like... <laughs> accosting him via text being like defend your love of this service which has wronged me <laughs> i was trying to upload so you know we got all our digital files from our wedding photographer 
And so I was like, oh, you know, I should upload these someplace where I can easily share them with people. And I thought, I'll just make a Google, Fo Google Photos album and then done. First of all, I tried to upload everything to Google Drive first because it seemed like that should be an easy way to do that. And you can import photos from Google Drive into Google Photos. Um, but what ended up being weird about it was that Google Photos nominally organizes stuff in the date they were taken, but actually seems to organize stuff in the date it was added to the library in some ways. So like within a day. So for example, I was having pictures from like 10 p.m. that night show up interspersed with pictures from 7 or 8 p.m. that night, which was annoying. I couldn't find any way to change the sort on that. Um, and then because I had some problems with the uploading process where it didn't fully upload any, everything, like I was like 100 pictures short, and I couldn't tell where it had actually stopped because the pictures weren't in a strict order. Hmm. So I had to risk uploading a bunch of duplicates, at which point I gave up and just decided to share the folder I'd uploaded into Google Drive with people instead. It's not quite as nice an interface, but you know what? It works, and I can verify that everything's there and in the correct order. Mm. Yeah, so uh, my feeling was Google Photos sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and normally I would have uploaded them into iCloud, but I didn't want to... It's like five gigabytes of photos, and I am like, didn't want to upload another five gigabytes into iCloud and you're and using you're using Apple's photos in the cloud or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. just like having everything backed up, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, when this house burns down, everything's going, <laughs> 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 including me. I'm just gonna sit here. <laughs> it it sounds kind of like you're pouring the the gasoline yeah, on the well, property yourself. <laughs> a, a little less like I'm resigned <laughs> that this is happening to this is actually a thing that I've planned. I have thought this I'm through. Actively going to this make is a it. really bad insurance insurance it's fraud like, scheme where I burn myself down as well. <laughs> you know how Switzerland has explosives in their tunnels so they can like seal them off in times of war. This is like John has mm -hmm. rigged an extensive system in his house. <laughs> it's if like, I can't have it, nobody can. <laughs> it's like home alone but more suicidal <laughs> <laughs> yeah if kevin McAllister had grown up <laughs> into a become a bitter old final, final yeah, home bitter alone. was the word i was looking for yeah <laughs> it's like final destination meets home right, alone. final destination home alone meets home we, alone. we should stop the podcast here and not give away our good movie <laughs> yeah, idea right. hollywood call us We're, we've got this we've got this under control <laughs> And you're wasting your time writing sci-fi stories about memories. That's right. I guess. I guess I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> Come what on, I'm doing. Dan. I got a million ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I know they keep popping into your head as your phone gives them, to <laughs> and then go, and then leaving. Yeah, that's the problem. You guys excited for Photoshop on the iPad? <laughs> um, no. Do you use Do you use Photoshop? I do not. I use Photoshop a lot. Okay. Um, I would think you probably would. I object to paying the subscription fee for Creative Cloud, but I use Photoshop and Illustrator a ton, and I've used them for twenty odd years. So I can't. Switch. I know that I know there's other apps out there that are probably better, um, like is it Affinity. They do things, yeah, yeah. Um, but I I just have this terrible sort of technical debt of having used these things forever and. Uh, I will keep using them until John burns my house down. Uh, <laughs> that day is coming sooner than you think. Yeah. yeah, when his house goes, your house is next. It's all on a timer. It's all they're all they're all connected. Yeah, dead man's. Switch. I got a, I got a bulk deal. 
<laughs> you got to burn them in the right order, though. <laughs> that is important. That is important. Yeah, yeah. That's why I don't. That's why I don't put it into Google Photos. So uh, yeah, I guess they they kind of shot themselves in the foot by calling Photoshop for the iPad like real Photoshop, and everybody thought that it would be exactly the same feature set as desktop Photoshop, and it's apparently not right. Yeah, I think it's based on the same underlying code. It's just yeah. not all the features are exposed <laughs> through the UI. It's like when you see a movie ad and it's like based on a true story. <laughs> Something like, like that. It's not really like yeah. it's, it's this is not actually how that happened. Right. Yeah, I I think that it's one of these things that they're probably going to iterate on quickly to sort of expose the other functionality, but um I I don't generally use the I I mean, I I'm not a sort of an uh an illustrator or anything like that. So I'm unlikely to be using it, you know, with the Apple pencil and stuff. I cannot draw. So um, all my stuff is sort of technical usage, but for people who do, I can imagine it, it still might be useful, even if the, there are other iPad apps that might be further ahead at this point, but it's the fact yeah. that you can have a file, I think, and do the round trip between yeah, PSD. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I use Acorn on my Mac for image editing stuff because I, I, I I can't even use all the features that are in Acorn. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I'm not even that competent. So yeah, um, Photoshop for me, I've used it in the past, but it's been many years, and I just don't have the skill or need to spend that much time with it. So it, I mean, it seems like a proof of like not proof of concept, but like it seems like something that you know you kind of want to stake your ground and like look, we're supporting these new platforms. And, you know, it's another nail in the coffin of the canard about, like, you can't do work on an iPad. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, that nail is slightly bent because <laughs> it's not the full version where you can do everything you can do on your Mac. So yeah. they, they also said that Illustrator was coming next year. Yeah, as I well. saw that. And I saw some Internet wags saying, great, I look forward to using it in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> it must be tough when you have that, like, I mean, those are, those are giant code bases and they're old i mean like they are oh my god yeah built on these things that have been around for so long like i assume even just eventually having gotten them away from carbon was kind of <laughs> like a victory yeah. yeah i mean i think there's there's multiple levels to the code base and it's it's probably their core stuff they'll have got it now into a state because they've been sharing it between mac and windows for so long um that's fine but it's all the the user interface on top of that that's uh Speaking as somebody who's written user interfaces on top of old code bases, uh, it's not always easy. <laughs> what? Oh, that's not what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, given that, like, I was going to say, uh, over the past week, I've definitely uh, heard some people still having problems with Catalina uh, in some weird ways. I uh, I was trying to help a, a, an acquaintance on Twitter this morning, like, troubleshoot a printer that's not working under Catalina anymore. And... I, I feel like it has p put to light to me some issues recently with this has always been a problem with Apple products, but essentially with the when something doesn't go well, it's hard to know what happened and what you can do about it. Uh, so, for example, I was also looking our friend Aline Sims was like upgrading to a new Apple Watch and there was like a version mismatch. But it did not necessarily alert her that there was a version mismatch, so it didn't end up restoring her backup. 
and she's like i couldn't even know i didn't even know where to go to find like I, my backup i had the same problem and i did not have a version mismatch i okay so i, I had stuff when i upgraded my phone no when i switched to my new phone that was it 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 said do you want to associate this phone with the apple watch foo and i said yes and it said okay that's going to work perfectly it did not and (laughs) i had to i was like trying to restore eventually i had to basically wipe the watch and set it up new because nothing worked and Mm. the same exact same thing happened to my wife when she was trying to set hers up uh when she swapped phones so I think it's a symptom partially of uh, Apple's uh, careful attention to detail this year, shall we say. (laughs) Well, but I mean, I think it's a larger thing that's indicative of them as a philosophy too, right? Like their whole goal is like, let's make stuff really transparent and and it quote unquote just works. And the problem is just that a lot of times, if a lot of times it does work a preponderance like of times, but when it doesn't, there's really no recourse because stuff isn't exposed that lets you do things to actually fix the problem that you had. Uh, or stuff is like really, uh, you know, obscure or hidden in other ways. So for example, the, uh, week or two ago, I remember if I talked about this here, but I was talking about it somewhere else. Um, I was trying to, um, uh, send my wife a shortcut on the iPhone. I was like, Oh, this will be handy for her. And so, I, you know, did the thing where it's like I tried to airdrop it to her and it just wouldn't have it. I was like, I don't know, this is super weird. I don't know what's going on. I was like, oh, you know what? I remember there being a thing about I have to go to settings and go to shortcuts and then turn on allow untrusted shortcuts as of iOS 13 as a security precaution. I was like, fine, mm. easy. I'll do that. I, go to sh- I take her phone, go to settings, go to shortcuts. That slider, which is on my phone, is not in settings for her shortcuts app. Mm. Just not there. I was like, huh, well, that's strange. Uh, and we're on a train while we're doing this. We're on the subway. And I'm like, well, this is annoying. But now I'm determined to get to the bottom of it. So I Googled around a bunch. And it turns out that in order for you to get that to show up, you have to download a shortcut from Apple's shortcut gallery in the shortcut app. And you have to run it. And then the switch shows up in your settings app, which is bananas <laughs> or because it's this podcast i can say it fucking bananas <laughs> <laughs> there we go I, there's just no way to know that's the case without going and looking stuff up it's totally hidden and i get that they don't necessarily want people turning that on willy-nilly but that's enough that's a layer too far I, in I my am, opinion i <laughs> imagine it's uh trying to come up with what looks like a nice and simple user interface so hide all the yes the complicated stuff until such time as it's needed such as when you try and center some untrustworthy shortcut yes Um, exactly but but yes that's not a great solution yeah so i don't know there's a lot of these cases and and you know some of this is part like i said part and parcel of doing business and using apple products it's always kind of been this way right because they are trying to soften all the edges and you know for you know 80 percent of people it's fine they'll never run into that but for the 20 percent of us who do it's frustrating as hell when it doesn't work right <laughs> and you don't have like a you know recourse for like what do i do what is the next step to fix this problem 
I want your phone to come up with a new memory of all the times you <laughs> ran into weird problems. <laughs> There's some serious Remember memento shit happening the here. the time you couldn't do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could. Isn't I that screenshot. great? <laughs> Just all the screenshots of things that have gone wrong over the years. <laughs> all the accidental Memories. screenshots you've taken. <laughs> I have so many screenshots of my lock screen. So I many. I see them. I'll scroll back through my photo library once in a while and see a new one and, be like, ah! and delete that one. So annoying. <laughs> yeah, Karen complains about that all, all the time, too. Um, doesn't happen on my SE, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what your problem Ooh, is. Look at this guy. I don't know what your problem is. You know what else doesn't happen on your SE? <laughs> a lot things. of things. <laughs> <laughs> good, good pictures. Yeah. That de- good pictures, definitely doesn't uh, happen. Face, face ID. Uh, <laughs> so many things. Of, all sorts of so many things. Well, when you get your SE2, we can talk. You can, yeah. you can be a full member of this podcast. Well, except I still want to fa- it still doesn't have Face ID, probably. That's true. Almost and true. I wonder what the camera will be like. Like, is it going to be that great, or is it just going to be... I'm going to like guess it? it will be pretty similar to the iPhone 8. That's yeah. I guess. Yeah. Because is, your phone is yeah. actually going to be an iPhone 8. With, with the same having yes. written SE on the box. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, it's just an <laughs> iPhone 8. I'm betting on the iPhone 9. Yeah, yeah, you think that one might finally make it? I think that's it. It's going to run Windows 9, though. That's the problem. It's <laughs> <laughs> a real risk no! there. <laughs> It'll just say, take that, John Moltz, on the box. <laughs> yes. yes. That's because I am shipping your, it to you. Here's though. your smaller phone, Moltz. <laughs> Love Phil. It's actually a Windows Surface, you know, the desk-sized ones, the original. It's a Windows phone. Yes. Why do they hate me? I mean, other than the obvious reasons. Other yeah. than basic stuff. Usual. You know, don't ask questions. <laughs> they like all your websites. <laughs> I am going to be testing. So I finally bought my parents a mesh networking system um, just in time for a cheaper one to go on sale. That's mm-hmm. almost the way it works. Uh, but I bought them an Eero, which I'm going to go set up for them in the next few days uh, because they have had trouble getting their internet up. Stairs. Uh, I have also been running into problems. Uh, uh, one of my cousins who uh, I set up on an uh, airport uh, thing years ago was like, yeah, I've been thinking about replacing it because it seems like it needs to be restarted a lot. And I was like, no, nah, I haven't really noticed that. And then I've had to restart it at least <laughs> twice this week. You jinxed yourself. So, yep, I caught whatever plague that was. <laughs> but I, I mean, I still, they're going to have to pry it from my cold dead hands because I just don't know what I would replace it with. Yeah. I don't either. I, I don't. That, yeah. I don't know what a router. You know what's a good, good router with good management software that has like three Ethernet ports on it. The the one that I got, which I don't know exists exactly over there, is uh, I think it's TP Link. Oh no! Uh, I fucking hate their stuff. I fucking hate their stuff. <laughs> well, right, that wasn't what angry. I was going to recommend. No, I was going to recommend <laughs> something completely different. <laughs> Do you actually like so I had to buy one I bought uh the wire cutter recommendation years ago when Kat lived in DC and I thought it was terrible. I thought the the it was the interface was bad, it dropped connection a lot. I had really bad luck with it. So I, I've had no problems. I mean the interface isn't great, but it you know, it's like every as I was saying earlier, every non Apple consumer user interface. But uh but it's been pretty rock solid and it's got you know, it looks like the sort of uh, router that Batman would use, but other than that... <laughs> they always... 
I, I'm pulling the, uh, this is my John Moltz play here. This is hold on to my airport extreme long <laughs> enough go. that Apple makes a I am, new one. <laughs> I am also holding on to an airport extreme as well as an iPhone SE. <laughs> oh, God. I have so many regrets. <laughs> so I, I look forward to visiting your tech commune where you're living with these 30-year-old devices and <laughs> back in the, like the good old days. I mean, the rest of society will have collapsed by then, so sure. we're going to be in great shape. It's not going to yeah. be a problem. I, I want to find out what's actually powering the generator, because I'm thinking it's bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just come behind the woodshed with me here, James, and I'll show you. It's always bodies. We didn't talk about Star Wars. That's true. We can do it now. Post-credit Star Wars five-minute trailer dissection. (laughs) Why are there horses? Why are there horses on a Star Destroyer? Are those the same sort of horsey things that were in the last movie? I assume so. It kind of looked like it. I I was thinking they must be. I mean, like because they they went they went to all the trouble to do that trip to whatever that planet was called. Yes, and made everybody and made everybody angry. They literally, the horses that escaped from that barn have joined the resistance. I think that's so. right. I think, that's so. right. I think those are actually a... the leaders of the resistance now. <laughs> I'm, I'm into since, this. I am since into all this. The, all the former le- leaders are dead. But it's the dark side horses you need to walk, watch out for. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like, you know, I bought my ticket within, you know, 10 minutes of them going on sale. So I was going to see this film. They didn't anyway. put you off. The horses didn't put you off. No, I mean, I like is I like the fact that somebody sits there and thinks, you know, what have we not done? Well, we could have the blockade runner in atmosphere. Yep, Check. like that. Yep, uh, cool. We could have horses on a star destroyer, <laughs> and somebody somebody doesn't go. What are you on? They well, go, yeah, yeah that, right, that sounds right. great. Then it's uh, a, we have no, never that's a, seen that's that a little too far. Uh, iceberg in space. Yep, yep, that sounds good. Um, yeah. Iceberg right ahead. Uh, <laughs> And I mean, I it, there was a nice, there was enough nice shots in that, and and uh, it's like I I liked the layer stuff and and uh, the music and the what, music was great, of course. What yep. is C three PO up to? Is I, my I, main I, question. I don't know. My cat theorized that uh, they're pulling like an L three from Solo thing where they have to yeah. like jack him into something. I, think uh, that's I don't they, know, but like, yeah. they, there is the whole thing the, with the red eyes in right. the earlier. I think, yeah, yeah, I, think that, I think they're putting a they're putting a bad droid OS on him, like the the like in the Darth Vader comics. Um, there's the evil versions of C three PO and R two D two. I want the sort of the murder bot version of C three PO, and also in that shot there was uh, one of the uh, the uh, droid army droids sitting in the background. Oh, so, what, like the battle, a battle droid? A battle droid, yeah. So, uh, Well, the only way to stop a good droid with a gun is a bad <laughs> droid with a gun. <laughs> with red eyes. Yeah. Well, that's thing. how you know he's evil. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it would be good uh, for Anthony Daniels to go out in sort of a... a a blaze, blaze of, of glory. <laughs> blaze of glory. <laughs> like the, the, the you know, uh, confronting the emperor or something and... Uh, Anakin built this fail safe into me all those years ago. 
Oh man, that is that is like a really long play there. <laughs> yeah. Anakin says, if I ever go evil, kill the person who turned me evil. Yeah, that's right. Uh years and years and years ago, I used to play on an online text based uh RPG that was Star Wars based, and one of my characters was killed when a droid was loaded with like a thermal detonator and sent after my guy. So I like the picture that's what's happening here. <laughs> but but it did sound a kind of very final line. I know, know, I know. My yeah. my wife really teared up at that. She was uh <laughs> she was she was really hitting the feels. So so not tearing up at Leia, but tearing up at C three. Oh that too. The whole thing. The whole it's just yeah, it was, you know, tears the whole way through. Um I, I well, you know, that's what I'm expecting here. So is Ray is she gone spelunking inside the remains of the Death Star on Endor? I think that's the assumption. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, and I assume it's not a different Death Star. They crashed somewhere <laughs> else. <A> third one. <laughs> um, but is it like? Well, I mean, these... I'm assuming it's where wherever the you know the Emperor is haunting, right? Well, he must yeah, have gone there with the, a which ship, which would be the one that crashed on Endor. Right. I mean, it would make sense. The first one blew up, like, way out in space. Yeah, yeah. he wasn't on that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he, he's been haunting the, the... His ghost has been haunting the Death Star bits. Don't, don't, don't say that like it's implausible. I mean, yeah, no, really. no, no. I, I'm not saying it implausible. I'm working out the plot here. And, no, all right. No, uh, now we... Let's not get into spoiler territory. Um, <laughs> our invented spoilers. Yeah, It's really. not a spoiler if we haven't seen the film. It's and, Conspiracy Corner, Dan. Okay. And then... So she's drawing both Kylo and Ray to the same place so they'll have a fight and then kiss because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> and then possibly Unless fight they're brother and sister. <laughs> no, no, especially if they're brother and sister. Because <laughs> that's what the Emperor gets off on, I just, basically. I do, not, yeah, I do not ship that relationship, but, you know, each everybody either. their own. I don't either. But I, yeah. I think it's, yeah. And then know. He's the, a dick. The, then they're going to both hit Darth Vader's statue and destroy it. <clears throat> and then together they're going to raise Star Destroyers out of the water and ride horses on them. I think that's it. I think that's the plot. <laughs> I think, I you, think you nailed it. it. I think, yeah, right, right. And then JJ, cr- blink twice if we're right. <laughs> and then crash the Millennium Falcon into a big space iceberg uh, at the end. And everyone oh, don't dies. Forget- don't forget. Apart from C-3PO, who's murdering people somewhere. <laughs> he, stabs, he stabs everybody in the back. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did not see that coming. And ne- neither did they! Never nope. trust a murder droid. 